Chapter Eight of From Tangier to Tripoli by Frank G. Carpenter. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Betty B. The Delhi of North Africa. Join me and my Mohammedan dragoman Mustafa for a walk through the Delhi of North Africa. We are in a city that was famous when Agra was at the height of its glory, and one that has mosques and tombs containing Moorish decorations which will compare in beauty with those of the famed cities of india there are doors of bronze in the mosque of sidi bou medin as beautiful as those at the entrance to the capital at washington and equal in their fine workmanship to those of giberti at florence there are temples of mohammedan worship hundreds of years old which have a beauty greater than the mosques of cairo and constantinople yet all were constructed when europe was still semi-civilized and a hundred years or so before the new world of america was dreamed of not far from these mosques are the remains of a ruined city which surpassed pompeii in extent and glory and in another direction is the tomb of the man who built that city with the arabs praying in and about it to-day all this is not in italy greece or india the countries to which we look for the monuments of the past but in this wild continent of africa on the edge of turbulent morocco thirty miles south of the mediterranean and about one hundred miles from oran the chief seaport of western algeria it is so far out of the line of travel that strangers seldom come here but it is one of the most interesting places on the continent the Telem sen of today is a small city situated in a beautiful valley at an elevation about as high above the seas as the average height of the alleghanies it has behind it great bare rugged mountains which are capped with huge rocks making them look like fortifications thrown up by the gods and their strength as fortifications was probably one of the reasons for the site of the ancient cities another reason was the rich tell region lying below standing upon the walls of tlemcen one sees as far as the eye can reach nothing but vineyards and orchards and rich fields of grain there are hundreds of thousands of olive trees loaded with fruit there are fine gardens and fields of potatoes making a patchwork of green of different shades which extends on all sides below the city until it meets the hills on the horizon white roads cut here and there through this expanse of green all lead up to the walls of Tlemcen. the city is entered by gates it was a fortified town in the past and the french have fortified it to-day the high walls have portholes at every few feet through which rifles and other guns can be thrust companies of soldiers are always moving to and fro through the streets and the citadel where the sultans of the past had their gorgeous residences many centuries ago is now a barracks prison and hospital for the algerian troops its old walls and gateways still stand and the minaret of its mosque ninety feet high overlooks the rest of the city about five hundred years ago this citadel contained some of the wonders of the world it had a clock which was celebrated two centuries before that on the strasbourg cathedral was made while in one of the galleries paved with marble and onyx stood a solid silver tree upon which were many species of singing birds made of gold and silver within a stone's throw of the citadel surrounded by buildings that would not look strange in any country town in france 
rises the mighty mosque de jama el kabir it was built in a d eleven thirty six but it is today in as good condition as when the moors first worshipped in it eight hundred years ago the buildings of this mosque cover about an acre and the roof is supported by a vast number of columns bearing up great arches hung with many chandeliers the buildings surround the court in the centre of which is a fountain of onyx where as i passed through the mohammedans were sitting and washing themselves before going in to pray we were allowed to enter the mosque but had first to put on slippers we then walked about through the worshippers who were kneeling on their prayer rugs and bowing again and again as they looked toward mecca when Tlemcen was in the height of its glory it had seventy mosques one of the most famous was built in honor of a confectioner saint who preached to the children as they gathered around his candy stall i doubt not that he attracted them by giving them sweets he became so popular that the sultan made him a tutor to his three sons this angered the grand vizier who had the candy saint condemned as a sorcerer and beheaded outside the gates shortly after this the ghost of the candy saint appeared before the sultan and made a complaint and the sultan tied the grand vizier hand and foot and threw him into a vat of cement as the cement hardened the grand vizier hardened with it until he was buried alive in a solid block of stone after this the sultan built the mosque which remains to this day this is said to have happened just one hundred and thirty odd years before columbus discovered america i have no doubt the story is true for i saw the mosque here with my own matter-of-fact american eyes another mosque in tlemcen built in twelve o eight was in honor of an arab lawyer it contains some of the most exquisite moorish work of the world and is perhaps the finest monument any lawyer has ever had the lawyer it commemorates is said to have been a man of the truth one of the most interesting of the mosques lies several miles from tlemcen on the side of the mountains it is that of sidi bu medin one of the most famous scholars of the moorish civilization of eight hundred years ago this man studied at granada and fez and then traveled to mecca he lectured at baghdad seville and cordova and ended his career by lecturing here the mosque is a wonder of fine workmanship it is floored with mosaic its doors are of bronze and its decorations are of moorish lacework of wonderful patterns near it there was a famous moorish college and there is a school here today while i walked through the mosque i heard the boys singing out their quran as they swayed back and forth going over and over the arabic sentences written on their wooden slates i found many worshippers at prayer inside and the red-faced keeper grew quite angry when i asked if i might take their photographs on my way back to town i stopped at an arab cafe and drank coffee with half a dozen black-faced berbers who had just left the mosque they were bearded and turbaned they had taken off their slippers as they sat down to drink and i observed that their bare feet were clean and the toenails almost as well cared for as those a manicure or rather a pedicure had worked upon them the men looked strangely at me from under their turbans evidently thinking me as much a curiosity as i considered them nevertheless they were friendly and we drank our coffee together the coffee was brought in steaming it was black as ink somewhat thick and very sweet the price was one cent a cup 
i drove on to the ruins of mansoura on the other side of tlemcen that city which was built when tlemcen was great had a population of one hundred and fifty thousand souls it was noted as a city of light and genius its kings were lovers of art science and literature they had their own armies of disciplined soldiers a police force judges and courts they coined their own money and had schools and colleges this was several hundred years before america was discovered mansoura sprang up on the plains almost in a night an arab general abu yakub had besieged tlemcen encamping with his army about three miles from the city the siege lasted seven years and mansoura was constructed by yakub during the intervals of fighting for many years it was a rival of tlemcen its walls and forts enclosed a space of something like three hundred acres and it had a magnificent mosque with a minaret one hundred and thirty feet high this tower was decorated with green porcelain tiles and was a wonder of beautiful workmanship most of the tower is intact but the mosque has long since fallen to dust the great walls of mansoura are still to be seen in some places as solid as when first built and in others broken and crumbled the whole space covered by the city is now a rich vineyard the vines growing close up to the walls and hugging the foot of the tower a crowd of berbers were picking the large white grapes into great baskets as i drove through the ruins which i tried to people with the army and the gay throng of six hundred years ago it was impossible amid such surroundings to rebuild even in imagination the immense edifices the magnificent palaces the great houses and the gardens traversed by streamlets as described by the historians but the scenes recalled to me some of the verses of omar khayyam about the evanescence of all things earthly they say the lion and the lizard keep the courts where jamshid gloried and drank deep and bahram that great hunter the wild ass stamps o'er his head but cannot break his sleep yakub's soldiers finally conquered tlemcen but he himself was assassinated just before its surrender after that the city of mansoura began to decline and its greatness was soon swallowed up in that of tlemcen but after all a live dog is better than a dead lion and the algeria of the present is more interesting than that of the dead centuries of the past i like the swing and go of this french colony the jaunty air of the soldiers as they strut about in their bulgy red pantaloons and short jackets and their tall caps of bright scarlet the stately walk of the arabs as they go on slippered feet through the streets and above all the long gowns and tall hats of some of the native gentlemen of tlemcen we think five dollars much to pay for a derby and ten dollars a big price for a black silk tile but these tlemcen natives pay quite as much for straw hats their hats are however gorgeous beyond description and stand from twelve to eighteen inches above the crown of the head they are made of straw as finely woven as a panama and of several different colors the brims which are covered with silk embroidery extend for six inches all around the hat these hats are large enough to be worn over turbans and so big that i was able to put one on over my cork helmet one of the industries of tlemcen is making such hats the town is quite a manufacturing centre the natives i mean the berbers and moors seem to be engaged in house industries of one kind or another 
i went through street after street lined with little shops lighted only by the doors at the front containing men and boys weaving cloths embroidering caps for women and hats for men sewing on slippers and shoes and working at the various other trades of the country the weaving is all done with native wool upon rude hand looms in the dirtiest of shops the most beautiful of white burnooses are made and little round caps covered with velvet and embroidered with gold and silver are turned out in places no better than dog kennels the whole of the native quarter is a mixture of the gorgeous and the squalid a man will wear an eight dollar hat and at the same time go about in a dirty white gown with his feet and legs bare halfway to the knee a woman will go along wrapped in a white flannel blanket much the worse for wear but on her head will be one of these gold embroidered caps just about as big around and of the same shape as the tin funnels used in our kitchens the cap will be hidden by the blanket which she keeps so tight about her face that only a hole the size of a postage stamp can be seen through this hole will peep a liquid black eye and it is only when she stumbles or when the amorous wind tears open her garments that you may see any other part of her person even little girls are often so draped although some show their faces at home the ladies either go barefooted or in slippers of velvet embroidered with gold they plait their hair in long braids and arrange it in knots behind the head they wear the little gold caps i have described tying them on with cords of gold thread under the chin those who can afford it are loaded with jewelry they have bracelets and anklets and some have gold rings in their ears even the children are decked with jewelry i see little girls with earrings almost as big around as the bottom of a teacup and anklets of silver as thick as their own little fingers the arab men wear gowns of white woolen material striped with silk and bound in by sashes at the waist under the gown there are baggy trousers while over it is a white woolen burnoose of fine texture the richer men sometimes wear over this another burnoose or sort of overcoat of navy blue cloth embroidered with silk some of them wear stockings and some riding horseback have long red boots of the finest morocco leather which are almost as soft as wool over the foot is a shoe covering the boot to the ankle and to this shoe a spur is attached the poor arabs wear bakes long gowns shaped like nightshirts made of camel's hair and wool in white and black stripes many of the native garments are made in tlemcen the town has long been noted for its fine workmanship its lace hats shawls and blankets being famous among other garments are some made for the jews especially the bright red shawls which they use here for mourning the tlemcen of today is composed largely of new french buildings the streets are french streets there is a square in the center of town where the people meet to walk about and there is a park outside it filled with great plane trees and wild olive trees which is known as tlemcen's bois de boulogne on my way here i stopped at city bel abbes a rapidly growing french settlement named after a mohammedan saint it still has its arab quarter the city is built in the shape of a rectangle with great walls about it and like most of these algerian towns has a military quarter inhabited by several companies of the foreign soldiers employed by the french to garrison algeria the troops are composed of such riffraff from europe as can be enlisted at a few cents a day 
in this hidden corner of africa the europeanized little town of sidi bel abbez has its regular concerts by the military band a theatre and also a cafe chanton where the songs and dances are even more wicked than those of paris itself indeed things are moving fast in this french section of the african continent End of chapter 8